I'm one of your hosts, Uncle AK. Man, with me today, man, I got my good fellas, man. Baba Aziz, what's good with you, bro? Happy Sunday, bros. It's always a good day. God is good. Good to see everybody. Excited for this one. Let's get it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Chef T, what it do? We back at it again. Happy Sunday to everybody. Happy new week. Um, we're coming to the end of the month, and we're about to enter one of the best months of the year. So it feels great, man. A lot of things to look forward to this week. I'm guessing your birthday's in September. Hey, you're a, you're a wise guy, man. You're a wise guy. Okay, okay, okay. okay. I see Manson's alert. This is about to slide into his birthday. That's what's up, bro. Right? <laughs> <laughs> shop is loaded. Hey, 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 don't be, don't be, don't be a vixen. Don't man. be that versus, person. Versus, versus, I want to go check your profile. You have your cash app on it. <laughs> Hey, if, if, it, if, it, if it works, man, I, I'll adopt it. <laughs> for sure, for sure. MCJB, what's going on, bro? Bling, bling, man. Bling, bling. Life is good. Sunny in Minnesota. Talking to good people. Life is made. Yeah, so. Man, we have a guest today, man. Joining us again on the, for another banging episode. Belinar, what's going on, bro? I am good. Shout out to the September birthday boy. But it's good to be back, you know. Hey. I love I love coming on here on you know Palm Wine Central. So let's get it. Let's get it. Yeah, so man, before we get to it, man, this episode is sponsored by SITM Podcast. Man, go follow them on all streaming platforms and all social platforms. SITM Podcast as uniform on all platforms. And while you're at it, man. Check us out too on all social platforms at PWC Cast, and we are on all streaming platforms at Palm Wine Central Podcast. Man, let's get it. Yo, um, I want us to start with, you know, a little sports, you know, because I know since it's the fellas, you know what I'm saying, let's, no jabs to teeth, you know what I'm saying, but the guy just the fellas now, man, we could, you know, we could dibble and dabble into some sports, you know what I'm saying, so, yeah, there's a lot going on, you know, in, the, you know, in that space of sports, but let's, let's talk about some, you know, some stuff that hit home. There is Messi in the M- um. Is it MLS? Have you guys yes, been watching? Sir. Have you guys been watching? Um, what's your take to it? Is it too easy? Mm, nah, I, w- I wouldn't say it's when he first came on. Uh, because I'm, I'm, I'm a big Messi fan. I'm a supporter, so I've been following since he came on. Um, I think that's a knock that a lot of people are saying is like, oh, it's MLS. What do you expect? But um, even if we look at the other greats that have came to MLS. And the magnitude of what Messi is doing at the rate he's doing, others were not doing this. So are we saying that the other greats that came were not great? Or is it the competition and the MLS that you have to give credit for that it takes time to adjust? Because the playing styles, how people play against you, of course, it's still football, but you got to get accustomed to different leagues. You know, it's it's, it's different from league to league. So um, I, I watched about one or two games to where it looked like he wasn't going to score um but then you know towards the end he you know he found a way so i think the competition is definitely getting better um there's a lot of other international stars that were already in mls before messi came 
So um, I think the, the league has to get its credit. It's still a still a far gap between them and the European leagues. But I believe like him coming this year, it's only going to close the gap because it's an effect where it's not just Messi coming, but then the other players that are there get to learn from him, get to see his work ethic. And, you know, they, they get better over time as well. So I, I think it's an overall, you know, good thing for the MLS with Messi coming. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I feel like, don't get me wrong, it's too easy. Uh, why? Because if you look at a lot of different stars that have come to MLS, like like the, the Beckhams, the Ibrahimovic, the Thierry Aries, those guys, when they come to their team, it's just them. All right, Messi came with Busquets, Messi came with Alba. These are guys that he's played with. So mm-hmm. it's like three people coming on the same team at the same time with that, you know, that bag of experience from, you know, Champions League, you know, La Liga, things like that. So to them, it's like, you know, I've been with these guys for my entire career. So it's just like a different environment now. So I feel like it's easy, but at the same time, I know Messi is a good player, is a great player, one of the best ever to do it. And from the games that I've seen, he's kind of elevated everybody around him, which is a good thing. So even though it's easy, because, for example, the game last night, right, they were down to nothing. Messi was on the bench. The coach yep. brings, in Messi, brings in Busquets, right? Instantly, the game changes, right? If, if, if it's just Busquets, probably not. But Busquets and Messi, you get a whole different dynamic on the field. So um, yes and no, it's easy because, I mean, I mean <laughs> not nothing against the MLS, but you know, um, I do say it's, it's it's a bit easy. But at the same time, I just I think Messi's a good player and he's elevated everybody around him in that Miami team. Uh, what is what is easy, by the way? Soccer <laughs> or football, as we call it in Africa? That thing is not easy, man. That thing is not easy. You have um eleven players playing. Uh, it's easy game. when you are good. <laughs> right you have you have 11 players playing the same the same squad and fighting against 11 other players these are professional players they're getting paid for what they do you know even though there's not that much money from um, the mls but these are pros most of them have been playing soccer since they were kids so messi playing at this level at uh, 35 heading to 36 He's getting older. So we don't, we're talking about as if he's still 20-something. He's getting older, but the kind of speed and accuracy he has, you know, is something which I think um, it's, it, it's, it's, it's mind-blowing. So to me, I think Messi is doing wonderful. He's playing in a competitive uh, league. That's been going on for many years now. But he's not just as uh, top-notch like the other leagues in Europe. So I think Messi is doing well. We should also give him credit. That's the good right there, man. Hey, tell him again. <laughs> the go, the go in the flesh, man. But I think just going back to the other point that was mentioned, um, I think this is like the first of its kind as well that we've seen in the MLS, where it's just not just one player that's coming to the league, or even if it's multiple players, but multiple players all coming to the same team. So I think that definitely accredits to making it look easy because he's played with you know those other two mates practically for. You know, majority of his whole career. So watching the game and seeing that chemistry that they have, they're going to make it look easy, you know. Um, but that's not to discredit the MLS players that were there too, because you know when they were just in La Liga league too, Messi was doing the same thing. Was anybody saying that it looks easy then? But I think right. like just because it's MLS, 
that's why everybody wants to throw, you know, shade credit and say, oh, it's easy. Then you got Ronaldo taking jabs, saying Saudi's better than MLS. And it's like nobody even heard of the Saudi League until this year, if I'm not mistaken. So I think you just got to give more credit to Messi and the players he has around him more than looking at the league and saying that it's easy. Like you just got to give them credit. They're just they're just doing right. their thing. Absolutely. Yeah, so yeah. Man, let's 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 switch up a little bit. Um Shannon Sharp. You know, I mean most of you guys know him from um Undisputed on I think FS1. I believe so. Yep. And yeah, um ESPN just, you know, picked him up for first take, I think twice a week, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Yep. What are you guys thoughts to that, Aziz, man? How you feel about that, man? Honestly, honestly speaking, they're they're just both entertainers, right? Uh, I don't really take anything that either one of them say seriously. I barely watch them, if I watch them at all. Um, I feel like there's a hand-selected few that are always going to be bounced around, especially when it comes to entertainment and media. And their role is just to play their role as the puppets that they are. So, I mean, it sounds good, but ultimately, I really don't care either way. To me, it's just two Oreos that are really in a position where they're um, employees to a higher power and then doing the bidding of the people that want to make sure certain things and certain takes are consistent. That's it. Tayo, Tayo, man. You think that was a... Uh, well, how you feel about that? that um, the whole thing, the whole fiasco? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess just picking up where Aziz left off. Yeah, they are entertainers, Um, you know, so, you know, it's it's very optional on to you know what you know what suits people and what entertainment they like. Um, I feel like if we're just you know talking about the show itself, I think he's going to add value to the first take. I think a lot of people have kind of over time kind of kind of gotten tired of Stephen A. Smith in a way where it's like you know ESPN pushes him as the forefront of everything and um, especially the show. You know what I'm saying like he runs everything, so I just feel like bringing in Shannon Sharp just brings in another dynamic, different element to where um, you know it's not the same old tune that's being played. Like he can actually bring up some other contrasting ideas and um, you know bring you know sh- shed some light to the show in a different way that we didn't see. Like you know when they used to have Max Kellerman, you know that was a big thing back then when it was Max and Stephen A. But ever since he left. Um, I think for the most part, people can feel like there's been like a void within the show when it came to like the whole debate and someone that can really go against them. And I feel like Shannon Sharp fills that role that, you know, um, that can fill in and um, bring that, you know, bring the show a little bit more back to life than just having Stephen A as a forefront. So, JB, any thoughts to that? <clears throat> that move? Yeah. I don't know why you decided to call it the fiasco. Why did you call it the fiasco? I mean, I'm just saying like, because most people, most people feel as though, um, you know, they're just bringing him over there because he's black and then they're trying to, you know, bring more diversity to ESPN or they feel like, you know, they're trying to stick it to, um, what's his, what's his name? Skip Bayless. You know what I mean? Because it's like, yo, you know, you, you, you know, you work with all these folks and then you just keep breaking from them and stuff like that. And this is just like reading from, you know, different, um, viewpoints from, um, Twitter, you know, things like that and other yeah. um, social sites. So I just feel as though, you know, a lot of people were looking at it from, from like a social justice standpoint or from a, you know, black or race standpoint versus just somebody who is, you know, like most of us, you know, out here who are striving to, you know, get that bag. Like, you know, you pick your own career and then you go for it and then you have like people really coming down your throat with different viewpoints when it's not really even, you know, what you're going, you know, you're going for or even what you're thinking. So that's why I call it a fiasco type is. 
Okay. Thank you. <clears throat> is it uh, is it is it is it the guy who has like um oh, hundreds of sneakers? Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> yeah. So when you when you look at his when you look at his countenance and his um and his mannerisms, is someone who likes to pay attention to details from the way he dresses the the family he has, the woman he has to marry, and other stuff like that. So having someone who suffers from OCD and coming to be on um, on primetime TV, I can call it that, and expressing him or him or herself, whatever, that is um just to tell you that we are looking for perfectionists this time to handle stuff. That's why Fox will go uh, to cut away the, the, the former guy because they realized that it was actually making them pay more money than they were bringing in money. You understand? So we're looking for a way where we can bring in folks who actually give us more views and so we can actually make money from it. Is a is is a is a Shannon that kind of person? Absolutely. Is it because he's black? I don't think so. No, America is a country where they actually want to put everything to maybe race based, which to me uh, is absolute nonsense. Yeah, I just feel like to who credit is is due, just give them, give them, give the flowers. Today, one of my friends who's a DJ here in town uh, actually gave me flowers, telling me, oh, MCJB, I'm this because of you. I felt good. From that post, those who think I've influenced my uh, my friend, uh, DJ Tat's life, they will give me acclamations. They'll be like, yeah, this is true. Those who don't think, they think I'm just a baseless vaporization, they will condemn me or they'll ask him, do you think that's really true? You know, so I just think like we're coming to a point where we need to respect whoever gets what they get, and those who don't put in the hard work, you go home with nothing. So I think I support the his selection. Thank you. Oh yeah, definitely going to tune into that to see. Um, like for me, I'll be watching that stuff just you know to watch each person's debate. Um, how to debate, not necessarily uh what to go for the topic that to pick, but it's just how to go for it, right? Because it's like you see somebody like Stephen A. Smith and stuff, you know. And some people go, man, why is he so emotional? Why is he yelling? Yo, why is it X, Y, and Z? But it makes good TV. You know what I mean? It makes it a good show. A great show. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? It makes it a great show. So it's like, if it's not that, then does it even, do you even go there to watch that? You know what I mean? Because nah. you go to watch those reactions. So to have um, Sharon Sharp too, and all his, you know, the little things that he'd be doing, you know, sometimes with his cigar or, you know, the glass of, you know, cognac or something, you know, show, man, it just brings like, to me, it brings culture. I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't, and I hate to go there, but to me, it just brings culture, I man. It brings a different type of uh, viewership, you know, to TV. And, and, and for the most part, it's also just to say that, like you said, man, hard work pays off and it doesn't matter, you know, the, the color of your skin, man, you could definitely get into certain doors. Um, so at this point, um, yeah, some of them might be puppets or whatever, but Hey man, listen, the struggles that some people go through, man, they were sitting that puppet. They were sitting that puppet statue with all the money that comes in. You know, what I mean, they will gladly take that and, and you know and and keep going whatever agenda come through. So I can't knock Yo, about this hustle. Yo, I have a question for you though. When you're done, yeah, I can't knock about this hustle, man. You know what I mean? But I I, I do think that's a great addition to um first take. Okay. Yo, before before you ask the question, can I can I hop? I know AK talked about culture, right? Like I don't watch first take, but one example I can talk about is uh you guys you guys watch Champions League right, on CBS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when they brought in Michael Richards, it changed the whole dynamic of the of the of the panel. Like mm -hmm. you're able to see, you know, I mean, I know they have Tyrion Harry, but he's a Frenchman. But you know, yeah. we have Michael Richards. Yeah, he brings that that flair 
you know, the guy flies his barber out wherever he's going, you know, things like that. Like, it just brings that culture. Like, you can see yourself on TV just because yeah. of how he, how he is, how he talks. And guess yeah. what? He defends, he defends black people, too, on that show, you know. Um, I know there was a time where there was an interview and it was being swayed one way and he just brought it right back because, hey, we had a voice there. So, I mean, to AK's point, it does bring a little bit of culture and some representation as well. Great point. Yeah, yeah. You had a question, JB? Yeah. I want to talk about my former president, Donald Trump. <laughs> do, you, do you think if he was not that uh, funny, or as I look at it, being sarcastic that way, do you think people would like him being president? Do you know there are folks who want him to come back because of the energy he brings? Of course. Yes. Yeah. Some people just, can just identify the, with him a lot, you know. And it's, it's not it's not about um, talking about race or something. You just the fact that he can actually uh, he will go onto a podium and actually call someone a lying BS and all those things with a straight face. You know, majority of us are getting entertained through that stuff, not because of his political background or whatever, right? So yeah. also just supporting your fight. That's how I'm, the question I'm asking you is: Do you think Trump will make a good president without him being that um, funny? Was even well, nah. It's his persona, man. He comes, he he comes with it, man. He comes with it. You know what I'm saying? He comes okay. with it. So, yeah, it's a whole package that the whole Trump package. is. Yeah, but to me, the difference between the two of them is is that Trump is authentic in his ignorance, right? He understands that he really doesn't understand a lot of things, and he's just operated in how he really operates. If you were right. to meet him in person, right? But these guys, they're actually playing a role. And their role is to accentuate stereotypes about Black people, for better or for worse. So if they both are together and they come on and they're actually accentuating strengths and showing us in a light that says we're intelligent, intellectual, that we're more than just entertainers and loud, right? That's awesome. But the likelihood is they've been given their scripts and they're going to play both sides of the fence because they're, they're so used to tap dancing for butter biscuits. Ah. <laughs> uh. Hold on. So, so Aziz, are you are you saying that through these um talk shows, sports talk shows, that you feel like it's all entertainment? The things that they're relating to towards uh sports, the stats and things they throw out there, you feel like it's not relevant. They're just there to entertain. You don't feel like there's nothing that you can actually gain from sport wise from watching it. Well, sources close to Stephen A. have gone on record saying that um not only do they prepare his material. They give him his catchphrases that he really isn't oh, that yeah. sharp and that uh, he's a corporate entity being protected. I heard Shannon is uh, he does he does do a lot of preparation and he's pretty authentic. But both of them have gone on record saying that they, they pick a position. And in some instances, they feel like they even if they don't agree with something, they have to pretend like they do just for sake of the show that they're on. So if you have to pretend to be in agreement with something just for the show, that you don't agree with, then what are, you, what are we really doing? Right. Mm. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. You're talking about someone who actually lied about COVID, but he when he was the first to get the vaccine, man. And this is a guy who has his teleprompt all the time. Trump is being told what he has to say. That's why you have his kids saying, Dad, you got to stick to the teleprompt. Don't go off script. You know, so from, 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 the way, from the way you see uh, Stephen A. speaks, you can tell very well that it's somebody that naturally he has that innate craziness in him. And that's why I go to go watch that show every time. You can't, you can, you can't teach that guy craziness. It's not going to work. Okay. Well, you, you can't teach uh, Steve A to be crazy, how to be crazy. And someone like Donald Trump, right there, 
that dude is actually being told what to do. He's a puppet. That's why sometimes he comes up there and he goes off script and when he realizes himself, he has to come back. You understand? So I think both of them are actually good actors. I would not just say Trump is actually um, working as a president and the other guys are actually being paid to say what they say. I don't think so. That's what they said, though. They actually said that. Like Stephen actually, A. had said that. Yeah, I, I've record. never heard that on record. I'm not saying that it's, it's not true, but um, I don't I don't think it's been pushed to the extent to where one is questioning that, like, for instance, like Shannon Sharp, when they had the DeMar Hamlin situation, you could see that he was automatically against what Skip Bayless was saying. I don't right. know if that was if Skip was scripted to say what he said or he was trying to find a way to you know, push the NFL to continue doing games, but you clearly saw that there was controversy there and um, Shannon handled it uh, very professionally, but at the same time, he let everyone know uh, that he wasn't for that agenda and you felt that, you know, that was wrong of what Skip came out um, saying regarding his health and, you know, that they should have continued the game instead of canceling it. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I haven't seen it to what you're saying, Aziz, but I'm not saying it doesn't exist, but I don't think it's been pushed out there on the mainstream for people to start questioning and thinking that everything they say is, you know, just being put scripted. Yeah. On the contrary, actually, like the reverse is true um, to uh, to your point, Aziz, because um, I actually read his memoir, and in there he mentioned um, some point when I think he made some some comment about yeah. I mean, I remember when I think it was the NBA Finals and Aisha Curry said something about you know. Um, she tweeted some shit about Steph Curry, right? And people were going off like, yo, it's the finals. Why are you doing blase, blase? And Steve A. Smith actually said something on first take. And then, you know, the whole public came at him. And instead of the network to let him give his own, his apology from his heart, they actually scripted it for him, right? Saying, hey, you go give his apology. Though he knew well that, yo, he should have came. I mean, if he said it from his words, it would have been a lot better, you know, um, that actually made him do it. So in situations like that, I mean, it's not everything, but to save, like, say, brand, like, you know, as a brand, of course, they'll have brand strategists who will say, hey, or publishers will say, hey, take this, like, say this, just because it's a brand. But then if it's something that, you know, you're debating, it's your thoughts, your words, I think that they're giving him that leeway to sit up there and you can actually say how they feel because he did say that, yo, man, like, this is how I feel. And if you feel indifferent, like, you can tweet me, you know, I mean, you can inbox me and we could go from there. Or you could come on the show and you can tell me how you really feel and we could debate here. So for the most part, I feel like, you know what I'm saying? Like they really do say how to feel and mean what they say. That guy crazy, man. That guy crazy. Within the confines of what they're allowed to say and do based on what their handlers will allow them to do, the people paying them. So just, just, just like the example that you just gave, even though he wanted to walk it back, he couldn't. And they gave him the script to say. So just imagine how many things that he hasn't mentioned that they've given him to say but he because, did have to i mean he did i mean he did come back and even after saying that there was there was more backlash to that you know what i mean and then yeah. later on he had to come use his own words because he too was internally fighting the network saying yo this really needs to come for me because when i said what i said you guys didn't script that for me so why are you scripting my apology you feel me so so the question would for me is if he didn't do it that way and they wanted him to do it that way what would have been a consequence? Mm. I mean, the same, the same thing. Got fired for it. Didn't get fired for it. You know, so if you are going so, on suspension. 
Exactly. So if you're afraid of losing your position that much, that means you'll do and say anything to keep that position. Not necessarily though, because I mean he said, I mean he said a few different things and gotten fired from ESPN before. You know, yeah. you know, following his values, his you know his principles and stuff, and got fired, and you know being called back and stuff. I think that's a good one. You know, a lot of people should actually read that book, man, because it gives you like a different perspective to who you know Stephen mm -hmm. A. Smith is. Not that you know, mm -hmm. um, this is like a you know a, 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 a trying to sell his book or anything, but I just I'm, I'm just saying like mm -hmm. to see somebody in one you know in one light is also see them in the other. You know what I mean? So right. it's fair to at least give you know, him that, you know, I leeway to see what he's really about before, you know, saying that, oh, it's like a puppet or whichever, I think. But I, I feel like just to to um to add one more point to it, I'm like, based on what Aziz said, like, what would be the consequence if he didn't? Stephen A is like, if not one of the highest paid people under ESPN. So I feel like that will be a decision where I believe that if it's scripted when it comes to these apologies or things that he does, I believe Stephen A has a wider leeway of span due to the magnitude and the brand and everything he's bringing to ESPN. I don't believe um, they would just fire him like that, knowing how much the show and, and what he's bringing. So, I mean, that would be very interesting to see how they will go about it, but I don't think it would be as quick as them just to get rid of him because you get rid of him, then there's no first take. You know, we've already seen what happened when Skip Bayless left They've been bringing in different NFL, NBA, former players, analysts to try to fill in that void to debate against them, and it hasn't been working. And that's why they got rid of a lot of people, Keyshawn or whatnot, and now they're bringing in Shannon Sharp to, you know, bring in a new face, a new voice to try to see if that can if that can work out for them. Because they, they recently released like five, six people before this whole Shannon Sharp came up, and nobody was even talking about that. A lot of people like Jay Williams that's been on the show for, you know, mul multiple years. So I feel like ESPN just had like a whole shakeup and Shannon Sharp was like, you know, I guess the next bet that they were like, you know, hopefully this can work out for us so that can cover up, you know, all the other people they just fired and let go. But ESPN, Stephen A. Smith only has a brand because of ESPN and these shows, right? Mm -hmm. Stephen didn't build himself, right? He was, uh, he was a part of a cog of an engine and he fit a position that they wanted filled, right? So they understand race baiting and they understand that if you put him across from the atypical white man, that people will tune in just because they like the idea of two opposite races going against each other on a consistent basis, right? And he does a good job of perpetuating specific stereotypes that he knows that people that look like him will tune in just to hear, right? And it worked out for him. But ultimately, he didn't get that big paycheck because he was doing it his way. He got that big big paycheck because he did it their way. And they're making a lot of money off of him because he's bringing viewership to them. So he didn't build himself. He was built by an engine. And anytime a person makes you, that means you give them the power to break you too. So he's going to yeah. do exactly what and he's going to play the character caricature that he's been playing, just like Shannon is. And mm -hmm. the DBA from script is going to get rid of him and find another house legal. So how do black people win in this scenario as this to you? <laughs> how do we win, bro? Like how do we win? In this scenario? Yeah. Well, you gotta um you gotta build it. You gotta build it yourself. You gotta literally build a, a media company and you gotta be able to uh control what goes in and out and have free opinion. And that opinion that is actually tailored to catering to certain narratives about specific things to push whatever is going on in society. Because all of these major entities are connected anyway. 
So it starts with sports, but it's going into news and then it goes into other media sources as well. So like, for example, um, Stephen A. Smith now has his own thing going on YouTube, right? Where he's Stephen like, A's he world. Freely. Yeah. You know, um, mm -hmm. yeah. He speaks freely politics, whichever he invites all the guests and stuff like that. I mean, you have other folks who will start their own stuff. I'm going YouTube, but YouTube mm -hmm. is still another person's platform. And they can bring yes. down your content at any point in time, right? So exactly. how, like, to what you're saying, how how does that, I mean, when you create your own or you put on somebody else's platform, how does that make you still your own entity in this uh, sense? If you, if, you, if you build out your platform and have your own server, nobody can tell you and censor you, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's literally like building SITM. Nobody can go on SITM and tell you what to put on it because you built it from the ground up. He has to, he has to go out of his way to build his audience, which he already has now, and then say, listen, I'm going to get my own server. I'm going to carry my own content. I'm going to make sure it's all about free speech. And then I'm going to redirect my audience to my, to my platform. Yes. They're not that though, because they know exactly what's going to happen. They don't even trust the people that they claim to be like. They don't trust that Black people are going to follow. They rather have that white man's check. And I'm not, I'm not holding anything against them. I just know who you really are, so I can't really get behind you. Hey, man, let's switch it up a little bit, man. Let's talk about, you know, Trump, his mugshot. <laughs> you making money off that mugshot, man. <laughs> hey, man, listen. Hey, man, listen, man. I don't, I don't know, but now, how y'all feel about this stuff, man? Is it, I mean, to me, it's just noise, of course, but at the same time, it's crazy, Somewhere. man. It's crazy to have, to it's have, noise. you know, a, 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 ex-president you know who has a mugshot and still has his secret service detail man i don't i don't know bro like how you feel about this stuff man the circus is it, yo isn't he leading the polls <laughs> 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 i i wouldn't be surprised bro he, he got a lot <laughs> of followers that are still pulling for him <laughs> there there crazy there. times man this man has a mugshot he's leading the polls <laughs> i actually like, think he I actually think they're only helping him grow in popularity. Okay, bro, and, and he's taking advantage of it. I mean, this guy clearly showed you how to beat taxes. And he's like, you think a mugshot's going to pull me down? I'm going to just use this as leverage. Y'all think, think he's going to actually start speaking differently? Since, no, uh, no. Since he's not changing. Twitter is, Twitter is no longer called Twitter. It's just called X. <laughs> <laughs> And, and like, do y'all do y'all really do y'all like the X, or do y'all prefer Twitter? It's the same platform to me. It doesn't really change. I, I prefer Twitter, bro. Like that whole extra. I mean, like, I mean, speaking for people who grew up with Twitter, like when Twitter was Twitter, like I was like I was like fourteen, thirteen, bro. Okay, like, I'm thirty years old now. I'm confused. How do we go from Trump to Twitter? Right. <laughs> like that was a no, quick no, no. Trump is is Trump was a is, he's a tweety tweety little tweety doom like tweety tweety tweety. That man tweeted yeah. all the time. Nah, and I know he was the only uh, president platform. Yeah, it was. He was the only president that didn't use the presidential account on Twitter. Like he was posting from his personal account throughout his whole term. Like oh, that was just different. I was like, what? <laughs> Yo, that's what I'm saying. It, it caught me off guard. I'm not going to sweat you. Yeah. But I don't think he's changing his rhetoric. I think that's going to stay the same. Like, that's who he is. That's his brand. I don't see him changing. I mean, when we, I mean, when people voted for, for Trump, I think they should have understood, like, that man was on TV 
to begin with. So that man already knew <laughs> how to act on TV. So yeah. It really, it really all feels like a reality TV show. Yeah. That's what it really feels like. Yeah. Them using the words he hijacked the Republican Party. Yeah, that felt <laughs> like a reality show. I was like, what? Like, and I don't know if y'all actually watched the like initial Republican debates before they like got the primary representative. The way Trump was just like taking these people out one by one, it felt like high school. Like when you just joning and you like, oh, you want to come for me? Or oh, I'm about to get on your ass right here. One after one person, X them out. One after another Republican, X them out. It was like, and this is live TV. And I'm just like, wow. Like, I mean, it was, it, was, it looked like a reality show, man. Aziz said it, man. <laughs> uh, I like the fact that he gave people a real perspective, though, and really he showed did. people that, um, it's not that much different on the other side. There's a lot of people that think that that white people, <laughs> the lemonade is sweeter and the ice is colder. They got a little nigga in them too. <laughs> he proved that. Yeah. You know the crazy, the crazy thing. Uh, the crazy thing here is, you know, when when it told all the people to um, report to to jail, right? And you know, most of them, most of them were getting bailed. You know, getting bailed out the same day. You got that one black dude on there who is still sitting in jail with no, you know, uh, 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 nothing for bail. Just to say, bro, like, same rules, but they apply different to different people. So I should do your thing and saying, hey, man, we all, you know what I mean? We all we all want people or, you know, we, we all made the same in the image of God on this earth, this particular country right here. You do the same thing. Yeah, same same people, but two different colors, man. And they will judge you for it same way. And I'm waiting for all those um, activists, people that love to talk about uh, Black injustice. I'm waiting for that GoFundMe to help that Black man get out of jail and post bail. I haven't heard anything about it yet. I hope not. Mm. But that mugshot is priceless, man. I ain't even gonna lie. If they really wanted to make that, <clears throat> I was gonna say, man, who takes a mugshot, you know, with a with a student's high? <laughs> <laughs> Like, my man is free. He's not in. So many people think, like, the mugshot he's in, like, he's already, what, I think, posted bond. He's he's in a whole nother state back on trying to see how he can get back on the campaign. So so let me get this straight, right? If we get arrested today and we get a mugshot like that, bro, our jobs, that's it. Like, for the next <laughs> six months to a year, bro, that, it goes on that record. You know what I mean? That's it for our jobs. Why is yeah. he still there, man? Still campaigning and his stats are going up and up and up, bro. Why is he still campaigning, bro? How is he still campaigning? I feel like for Trump, he's, he's, he's built a following base. He's built entities and businesses that he has that um, even if the whole presidential thing didn't work out, he can still use these to like stand on when it comes to like his status and still having rep uh, a relevancy um, amongst others. But I think with the whole political thing, it's like they thought it was going to take a dent to him. But um, like I said, Trump's followers and like just the way how he was just so direct and blunt and he he basically talked to people outside of the political terms. So that's why a lot of people really mess with him because it's like he's not looking at you as a governor. He's looking at you as a 50-year-old plus male that's that's been shit, hasn't really done much, and you use all this political stuff to cover up, and Trump sees right through it. So I feel like people thought, you know, if Trump was like a true politician, then just like how we have jobs, it would have, you know, deterred his value and his status and everything. But for the fact that Trump is not a true politician, 
you putting that out there, it's not going to do anything for him because he already has a following and things that he had before the whole political game that, you know, can still make him relevant. That's that's just the way I see it. Yo, Chef T, while you were talking, yeah, I, go- I Google myself, no results. I Google Trump, complete opposite. <laughs> so pretty much, pretty much to your point, he has a brand, right? Like you said, he has a brand and that brand is benefiting a lot of people and those people don't want to see that brand, you know, hit rock bottom. So they're going to do whatever they can to keep it going. Facts. Facts. It just amazes me how, you know, somebody like that, you know, it's in legal trouble and how many people rally to put money together for him to use to, you know, pay his, uh, you know, his legal fees and everything, bro. Like when I tell you, when I tell you, this country has money. There's money in, <laughs> there's money in this country. Man, stupid money, bro. Too much money, son. But anyways, man, listen, let's get into some real, real, real conversation real quick. Most of us are Christians, of course, you know, on this platform. Um, And, you know, my man, Bell, you know, shout out to you probably going on, what, two years now and into your wedding, uh, Bell. Uh, uh, MCJB, married now to probably going on, I don't know, five, six, you know, then uh, for the most of us, you know, we'll get there someday if, you know, that's what we so desire at some point. Um, as you, you know, walk, you know, your own path in, you know, your own um, Christian path or, or, you know, whatever you believe in, you know, I'll say God, Jesus, you know, all that. As you walk in your own path and, you know, you read your scriptures and um, you wake up every day trying to follow, you know, those scriptures as you read them. How do you try not to deviate, you know, from the word? How do you try to hold those words? How do you try to hold yourself accountable Right, each and every day. How do you try to be present, stay present, or be present? Well, be present, and not only be present, but stay present in you know every single day, not just for yourself, right, but um, before family or you know the person that you want to become with the person that you want to become. Like, how do you stay true to that for you, or use the word to stay true to that? I'm not the most. I mean, I won't say I know every word in the Bible, right? Obviously, we have we have the commandments and all that, and no matter how hard we try to follow those commandments, I mean it's practically impossible. You know, there's this story about this guy who who wanted a bike, right? So you pray to God every day, like God, I want a bike, I want a bike, I want a bike. Every day goes by, no bike. Eventually, the guy's like, you know what? That's it. The guy goes and steals a bike, and then now he prays for forgiveness. Right. So I don't believe the Bible wants us to be perfect human beings as far as following everything word for word. It just wants us to be good people. Right. Treat everybody the way you want to be treated. You know, uh, if someone needs help, you give them a lending hand, things like that. So pretty much as far as, you know, going about your everyday life, you're going to be faced with situations where you can't help. And it's not going to be the end of the world. You just cannot do it at that point in time. So should you kill yourself or should you try to do what you can do? No, obviously not. You help when you can, right? So I think I think what kind of keeps me sane is the fact that, you know, when I'm in a position to help someone, you know, in whatever shape or form, whenever I'm able to do it, you know, I make sure that I do it because I know that at some point in time, I'm also going to need help from somebody else. And, you know, I want to, you know, not say I expect, but I hope that they do the same thing for me. Yeah, so for sure, for sure. Man, that 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 word, you know, expect, 
I've seen people lose their minds over that word, though. <laughs> <laughs> seen people lose their shit over that word. I didn't uh, expect it. I didn't expect it. You know. <laughs> nah, that was that was a um a lovely intro that our brother just gave us, and um, I feel similar in a way too. Um, I don't believe none of us are perfect, even the our our pastors and everyone. You know, I believe certain sin that we do is inevitable when it comes to maybe a thought that you had of someone or things of that nature. So I believe the good book is meant to guide us and to build characteristics into how we should treat one another and um, give us guidance into um, when we do feel lost, we do know where to come back to and um, just give us um, some morals that we can live by that would um, bear fruit for us in the long run. So um, for me personally, um, I mean, I always do what I can when it just comes to trying to give and help others. I wouldn't say I expect. I think it's for me, it's just like, I just know, like it's how people talk about like karma or the universe. You put good things out, energy comes back to you. Um, I just know that. And I've actually seen within my lifetime of things that when I've helped out or been in the presence of celebration of things, and then knowing that, oh, my time came later on where some people at those same celebrations I was with were, you know, at my event too. So I do believe, you know, you putting out good things out there and helping one another is that it does come back to you. You know, the timing of when it comes back to you, we can't say, but I believe you just having that faith and knowing that you're doing good, you know, good things are going to come. Now, when it comes to you know, when someone is falling short and whatnot, like I said, the book is there to give you guidance. But um, I don't believe like one should live their life like as if you're walking on needles and it's like, oh, if I do this one thing, then, you know, what I'm saying now I'm being scorned or I'm praying for, you know, forgiveness and whatnot. So um, I believe it's a it's a continuous journey, whereas, you know, we're always learning um new things about ourselves and we're learning um new things from the bible of how we can incorporate that into our lives so i think it's just like a continuous growth and i feel like so far as one has the mindset to always try and be better in one way shape or fashion then i feel like you know i mean hey you know one is living their life you know to the best of, of their capabilities how do you right how do you in turn like use that for your own capabilities like do you do you find yourself i mean of course you're not perfect yes but do you find yourself on a daily basis like saying okay i'm gonna walk this fine line right or i'm gonna try to walk this fine line and then falling short or do you find yourself like really you know walking that walk you know what i mean like and this is all just based on saying maybe i could do better here because i'm struggling here per se mm. um <clears throat> it's it's not like I, I wouldn't say it's like more of trying to walk a walk and falling short I think for me it's more of like um I think it's more of like where I see my weaknesses I tr I try to find the root and see okay what's causing this or why am I why do I have these tendencies and, and whatnot and then you know at times that can lead going back to the book and maybe seeing a story or an example of someone that was dealing with something that you went through and now being more enlightened from the word and knowing that, okay, let me see, you know, how I can implement this within my life. So I think 
for me, it's more of like of seeing new challenges within life and then, you know, using the word to try to, you know, get that perfect match of how you can make things better within your life rather than me reading the word and it's like I'm trying to emulate every last thing at one time and, you know, I'm falling short. Mm -hmm. So I feel it's more of like as I'm as I'm experiencing these new things that come along, then when I tend to like look back and say, okay, what's really going on? And I consult myself and speak with others. And then once I realize that, okay, this is not a, this is not an issue that is just where others or someone can fix. This is like a issue that's beyond of my ability. That's when I, you know, try to go back and pray and see, you know, how I can, you know, get that problem resolved. So I think I just let it, I just, I just let it flow. And then just as I'm, as I'm living my life, as these things come, then, you know, present certain things to God and, you know, try to go forward from there, make the situation get better and then continue living. And then when another issue comes up that I get stuck on, then I bring that up again. And then, you know, that, I think that's kind of like the routine of how I do it. Mm-hmm. Yo, um, <clears throat> let me just, yo, so while we're talking, I just going back to like the early conversation, I know someone mentioned that, you know, hard work pays off right mm-hmm. so i know the bible definitely talks about you know having faith having hope and obviously praying right but at the same time you have to put in the work right i mean all of us here are professionals we have we work in different fields right you can you can pray for a job but you have to do your part right you can hope for a better future but you have to also do your part Right? You can't just say, okay, the Bible says I should pray. The Bible says I should have faith, right? Yes, you have faith, but at the same time, what are you doing to elevate yourself to that next level? You know, are you doing your own part? Because I can just get up in the morning and say, ah, oh, I have faith that I'll have food today at some point. My friend, you will not eat the whole day. <laughs> you will not eat the whole day. Right. So you have to do your own part, right? You have to do your own part. It's like when you're driving, when you're driving down the street, you see people who are like hustling, right? Like they're selling stuff, selling bottles. Like I mean, right now, like you guys know it's mad hot. You see their kids selling bottles of water, kids selling Gatorade. And then <clears throat> the contrast is you see people who are just sitting there begging for money, right? So there's like there's two sides of it. Like, yes, they all want a better life, but they're going about it in two different ways. So at the end of the day, you know, yes, the Bible tells us that, you know, yes, be prayerful. Yes, be hopeful. Yes, you know, have faith. But at the same time, you have to read between the lines where you have to also put in the work and do your own part because God's going to meet you halfway. He ain't going to do it for you. You have to meet him somewhere, right? So that's 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 how I that's how I see it. It says, do not merely listen to the word and deceive yourselves. Do what it says, right? Mm-hmm. And then... um. In the book of Genesis, no, this is John, John 1, 1, it says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And I just communicated that what you told us, uh, what you what you just shared says, do not really listen to the word. And so deceive yourselves, do what it says. So if in the beginning was the word and the word was with God, and he's telling us in his word to not just listen to the word, but do what it says, what he's really saying is that there's power in his words, right? So ultimately, if you look at the Bible as a survival God and promises coming from God, then there are certain things that have to happen so that you can activate the promises of God. So there's always a condition to God's 
promises, right? He says, if you're obedient, you eat the good things of the land. The condition is being willing and obedient, right? He said, he blesses those who are humble, for they will inherit the whole earth. So you have to be humble so he can actually give you his earth, right? So what this really is talking about is heart posture, right? And the problem is that we don't want to do the uncomfortable things at the expense of getting the exceedingly and abundantly more that he promises all of us. We rather say, well, we're not perfect. Well, he knows we're not perfect. Well, nobody understands that. Nobody knows everything in the Bible. Well, he doesn't expect us to. He's looking at our heart postures. And he's saying, listen, do not deceive yourself. The wages of sin are death. The things that you do have consequences. But I want a life that you can't even begin to imagine for you. But there's a condition to all of this. When we understand who he really is and that he operates in, in agape love anyway, there's nothing that we can do to offend God. But ultimately, there's conditions to get to that next level. Working hard is cool, but what you really want is God's favor and grace, right? Favor causes you to skip steps. Favor requires you to be willing and obedient. Faith without works is dead, but he doesn't define what the work looks like. But when you have that favor and that grace, what it does is jet fuel everything that you desire and the purpose, alignment, and assignment that God has for you anyway. That's really where you want to be. So it's not just words, right? It's promises from God that you can take to the bank because he's not a man that should lie. And if you do exactly how he tells you to do it, not only is your life going to be easier, right? But you will yield the fruit from the seed sown in your obedience. And I'm not saying that it's not difficult or, not, or it's easy, but it's as easy as you make it or as difficult as you make it, depending on your heart posture. Yeah. I only ask that to, you know, I really, like I brought that up because I was um, listening to this. I was listening to this um, little clip that mentioned that um, a lot of men, you know, use their 20s to say, oh, man, I'm going to leave it up. I'm going to leave it up right now because, you know, life is too short. And then they get to like the uh, late 30s, no, that 40s and 50s. And then I'll try to build that, you know, that generational wealth that they should have been doing so in the younger age. Right. So mm -hmm. I was reading that and I'm going, OK, if we are to listen, for example, say, you know, when our parents go, man, son, uh, you know, the clubs are not running. Uh, work hard right now to party later, right? And we go, man, nah, YOLO, you only live once, you know what I'm saying? And then in the same sense, we go, I don't want to bear my parents. I want, no, I want to bear my parents. I don't want my parents bearing me. So in a sense, you're already telling yourself that you will leave, you know, for this X amount of time. So why not just put in the work now? And then as you go in, right, um, you can factor in all those different things. So. Um, it just had me thinking and I'm going, man, how do you even know, you know, knowing all of that, right? If you start having your own offsprings and things like that, or your, or your nephews, your nieces and stuff, how do you start communicating that to them? Being that they too also see how, you know, you are also going with your own, in your own world and stuff. And then saying, you realize that, okay, no, it's time to actually pause, slow down, listen, you know, and actually follow, you know, certain, um, um criteria or teachings and stuff like that. How do you communicate that? Right. So. That was also part of the conversation that we want, want us to have. So what do you guys think? I like what you said there because there's um there's some wisdom in that, right? People don't understand the importance of their 20s because if they did, they'll take it a lot more seriously. The things that you don't do in your 20s, you'll end up doing in your 30s, right? And if you still don't get it in your 30s, it's going to trickle into your 40s, 50s, and 60s. You might not get it. There's a wisdom in understanding the things that you're supposed to be doing. And that's why he always, that's why I love the quote that you share, right? Where it says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. 
do what it says. If you are doing what the word says and not deceiving yourself, you will get God's results. When you do it God's way, you will always get God's result. And just for clarity, to deceive yourself means to fail to admit to yourself that something is true. So actually what you're really doing when you're denying the word of God is you're denying God. So how can God operate in you if you're denying him? And that's what we do willingly or unwillingly on a consistent basis when we choose not to do it God's way. Yep. And then to add to that, it's brilliant followed there by, you know, um, in that, you know, quotes that, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I tell you? You know, so it also goes back to, you know, our parents and stuff who, you know, try to guide us, you know, as you grow up on a day-to-day, but you also want to do what you want to do because you feel as though that's what's good for your world, right? So how do you reconcile those things, man? How do you reconcile those things? Okay, as you grow wiser, you know, as you grow in age and you're growing wiser and, you, and you're looking back at some of these um, life lessons, you know, that they've been trying to instill in you and also the ones that you know that, you know, you skip from, say, Bible school, whichever. Um, how do you try to reconcile as you go and also see the ones that, you know, you could possibly make and not make them? Corinthians, so... Um... He says in his word that when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. And when I became a man, I put away childish things. So at some point, there should be a level of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding that you grow to where you begin to put away childish things, right? And I think you spoke to it the last time I was on, right? When you said, there's certain things that I just don't desire to do anymore. I had an experience and it changed my perspective on a lot of things. So those are instances where you thought as a child and didn't even understand it until the revelation happened. Then a revelation happens, and then you become that man that God is calling you to. Your habits change. The things you prioritize change. And then all of a sudden, you begin to see yourself in positions and places that you always knew you wanted to be in, but never thought you could get there as fast. Because what you've really done is got out of your own way and let God operate in his way, just by being willing and obedient. It says, humble yourself before me and resist the enemy so he may flee from you. So if the enemy is fleeing from you, that means God can operate in you. And the dangerous thing about sin is that what it does is it gives the enemy permission to operate in you. So God can't work in you. He can't work in you and your sin partner. So what you've done is excused him from the conversation, even when he's knocking every single time. But when you do it his way, there's no way you're not going to get his results. His promises never return void. But my Lord, you're very quiet down there, man. Um, I was just going to say that Um, I think, like you said, oh, my bad. Go ahead, Lord. No, no, no. I'm I'm here, man. Um, I'm not going to, like, you know, speak on any opinion, like anything like deeper than what it is, to my opinion. But it's just mad simple. I'm not going to. I'm not gonna try to, you know, say anything that, you know, certain people may not, you know, find accountable or I mean I that does gonna make myself feel accountable for, in my opinion. But um like I'm not I'm not one of these niggas that <laughs> let me just say I'm not one of these <laughs> niggas who like who are like like O D about opinions. Like you can say what you wanna say. Cool. Alright. I hear I hear what you say, but in my retrospect, in my mental perspective this is my life this is, is what i go through like my 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 own like mindset 
religion-wise and this and that and the third. It, 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 I mean, it doesn't really affect you. So why are you going to be so mad about what I say? Don't get so caught up on it. It's my love. So um, with that being said, I think everybody knows because, you know, last time we had this whole conversation about me as <laughs> me as a religious person, everybody checked, everybody checked a Lord's, Lord's a level of knowing the Bible. <laughs> and that shit was non-existent to the point where everybody was like, yo, who raised you? Yeah, but who did raise me, to be honest? <laughs> but um, I'm always going to say this, and I'll always stick to it. Whoever you are um, and how you are, that's what matters the most. Your practice, of course, yes, it does matter. But religion-wise and everything that people hold so dearly, I'm not going to hold that, uh, like, above your head. I'm not going to hold that as, like, you know, that that water that just hits the limit. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. That's not who I am. But yeah, if that doesn't answer anything that, you know, we were talking about, but I hope that does speak some, some, some type of, you know, inform information to your head top. And if anybody wants to say some shit, bro, go, yo, pull up, bro. <laughs> yo, pull up. I, I want all the smoke. No, you were going to say? Nah, I was going to say, um, going back to when you were like, how do we reconcile these things from, when we were younger, things that we were told and how we, when we get older, how, you know, like, how does it hit us? How, how do we cope with it? Um, yeah, I feel like every, every, everybody's timing is different for when it hits you. And, you know, of like kind of going back to what he said in the scripture, like there was a time when you were a child and then there's a time when one matures and is able to grasp and be aware of where they are in their life. Um, the accountability now that they have to face. I feel like when we're kids, you know, it's, I mean, there was accountability given to us depending on, you know, the way you were upbringing, chores and different stuff you had to do, like roles, positions in the house. But I feel like as you get older and you may not have as much as that um, maybe covering when it came to like accountability or, you know, there wasn't too much acts for you. I just feel like, it just it just hits you like when you when you now know like okay you can even still be with your parents friends or whoever but it's just like you just notice like i think it comes to a point where it's like you ask yourself like what you really want out of life and then you look at yourself and you say like okay what's stopping me from getting what i want like you know you look at your surroundings you look at your environment you can see that okay i'm not a terrible person like you know what i mean like um I'm not detriment to my environment, but at the same time, on a personal scale, you know, you're not where you need to be at. So I feel like once you start seeing, um, you know, things that you can be more accountable of or things that you might have passed off when you were younger, then I feel like, you know, you just, you just hit it head on. I don't think there's not like a scripted way or how one goes about it is just you realizing, you know, um, the gap that you have from where you're trying to be at and you just um, noticing um, the things that you can do that's in front of you where it's like, okay, I've seen my sister or friend and I've seen, you know, similar steps that people have taken to close their gap. Let me see if I can um, take a similar path, whereas not exactly following what they did, but how they went about it, you know, how they took on these problems and dealt with it. I feel like 
you know, we all get to that age where we just got to get shit done. And if not, I mean, it's going to be shown in your environment, your community, um, the same community that you're not detriment to, you know, they're going to let you know, like, bro, like what's going on, man? Like, you know what I mean? Or are you good? You know what I mean? So um, I just feel like when that time comes for someone, that's when you just know that you really got to put in that work. Like we said, you know, you got to put in that hard work and then it's definitely going to pay off, you know? Um, so I feel like once you just start seeing certain things and seeing that gap or, you know, when you just have that awakening moment, I feel like that's when the wisdom comes and you're like, okay, now I got to, you know, get all my shit. And then you just, just take care of business. I think that, um, I just wanted to say, um, um, to Lord's point from earlier, the whole, um, first, I didn't, I didn't say anything about what your uh, results were for Bible trivia in general. That's just not me. I, you're never going to find me doing stuff like that in general. Right. It doesn't really hold that much merit. And it doesn't really bother me if people know 10,000 scriptures or if they know one, right? But just like to the point of what that passage said earlier, right? Said people know and listen to what the word is, but they don't do it anyway. So you having all of the answers and knowing all these scriptures doesn't necessarily translate regardless, right? And then the other thing about it is um, God is not really concerned with um, anything but you when it comes to his relationship with you, right? And a lot of people, they... um they use the term religious, but it's all about relationship. And everybody's relationship is personal and intimate with God, depending on how they approach him. Because he's not giving you a guide to how to approach him. He's just saying, when you seek me, you'll find me. And I think that's the important takeaway from all of this. You don't have to have it all together or have to have all the answers, but you do have to actively seek him so he can actually guide you in a direction that you are purpose for because not only is it about alignment it's about assignment and we're all here for purpose on purpose and uh the second that you actually understand your purpose then you don't have to worry about putting things away because they'll begin to put themselves away because you understand the purpose and the vision behind why you're here to begin with and that's a word to lord don't, don't play yourself sir don't downplay yourself man yep yeah, nobody care about all that Bible trivia stuff, bro. It's just that. <laughs> it's just trivia in a true right. sense. And and Lord, don't forget, I was right there with you, bro. So don't don't feel alone, man. Like they they try to attack both of us, man. So <laughs> we still nah, here, no, bro. No, that is. I'm not gonna fudge you, bro. Like um, and and I want to say that like, which is I want to make sure that people actually understand. Like I'm I'm a child of God. I I'm I literally am. Christian, all this and that and the third, but every uh, everything that I was trying to say in in retrospect, like like um, Aziz was saying, um, I I just I just don't I'm not gonna sit here and and and, and try to judge you about about like about like who you are and like what you do. I mean, I'm not I'm not. That's just the energy and the level that I'm not going to get towards, and it's it's just certain levels to it. Like, and then I'm just, that's the level that I reach. Um, I'm going to ask you certain questions of who you are, like your personality, this and the third. And, you know, oh, what do you, like, how do you view this? How do you view that? But when it comes to, you know, uh, people's levels of Christianity and, and like, like, at least that, like, oh, it, as long as you know the word or what is that, and, you know, um, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Yeah, sure. Yo, I, 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 I,
that's not that's not who I'm gonna like leave the conversation knowing. Like that's not that's that that's not that's not gonna be my level of of, of reasoning when it comes to your name. If someone's like, hey, do you know this person? Like that's not the first thing that's gonna pop my yeah yeah. He's a Christian man. It, no, um, what holds and what matters to me the most is the levels of your value on on life on how you treat people on this level, on that level, you know, that's what matters to me the most. I'm not saying that I'm not the, I'm not a Christian. I'm not saying that, you know, I don't know the word. I'm not saying this or that. I'm just saying like that, that aspect of, of humanity is that, that, that's what matters to me. Like humanity is what matters. And as he, yo, hit me, hit me, hit me, hit me with the shit seat. <laughs> not gonna hurt you. Hit me with the shitties, bro. <laughs> like, uh, like, and I think that's why probably my parent, my my dad named me Lord because, like, bro, it's just it's just weird. It's 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 just it's just like, yeah, man. I don't know. There's no other way to explain it. Yeah, man, for sure, for sure, for sure. Nah, I mean, nobody here to judge anybody. You know, I mean, only God can judge you and me. So, yeah, man. Um, conclusion time, man. Unfortunately, all good things got to come to an end. Some people got to go outside. Some people got to get, you know, go meal prep, you know, for, you know, for the week. You know what I'm saying? But I, I mean, for the most part, we all have our own different opinions about how life is supposed to be. Uh, but at the end of the day, we just have to let everybody do their own thing. Right. You can only guide someone as much as they want to be guided. Right. So. If someone wants to go left and you tell them that, hey, going left is going to is gonna hurt you and they still go left, guess what? You did your job. You did your job. Don't drag them to the right. You did your job telling them that don't go that direction and they, wanted, yeah, and they, and they still went that direction. So pretty much, to each his own is what I always say, right? You can only advise as much as they want to be advised. And by doing that, you've done your job. So I feel like, you know, I love the fact that this podcast went from from sports to Bible study. I love it. You know, uh, it's very rare to have, you know, a bunch of guys. I mean, let me not say rare, maybe because I don't do it as much, but, <laughs> you know, I had a good time talking with y'all. Um, you know, I guess I, I would say we can do this more often. Uh, but like I said, right, end of the day, to each his own, let everybody walk their own path and, you know, go as, you know, they're, they're led. Yes, sir. Man, appreciate you, dog. Appreciate you joining us. How's now you know podcast going, by the way? You know, um, what? <laughs> what podcast? <laughs> now you know podcast, you know what I mean? One of the hosts of Now You Know Podcast. Don't worry, we're coming back soon. Yeah, man, looking forward to it, man. I used to, you know, I used yeah. to enjoy listening to that on a weekly basis, man. It used to crack me up a lot, but you guys we got, got you. Back, man. You guys got, got you. Back, for sure. Tayo, Tayo. Man, um, <clears throat> wonderful podcast. One, uh, great having a guest on um just want to remind people that um messi is the goat if in case you didn't know in america in spain and argentina he's still holding it down about to probably win i think his eighth ballon d'or if i'm not mistaken that should be like three or four more than ronaldo but uh yeah more on a serious note um definitely um you definitely want to be in tune with yourself and um you know, we talked about life and a lot of other things. Um, I def, you know, you definitely want to just always be aware um, of your surroundings and and you know, um, 
and always ask yourself like why you know what i'm saying like why are you doing these things um i think that can answer a lot of questions a lot of times you know um we get advice and you know um from like our other brother said when people are telling you to go left and maybe you might go right you know just find out what your why is in life you know once you find out your why um once you can get connected um to you know a higher um a higher purpose and and know um you know see, see you know just finding you know what um those innate abilities you know skills that you already have you know once you can really be in tune with yourself and just kind of take that solace and time to really you know be your best version of yourself without you know having too many relationships with others because at times that can cloud your judgment then I really feel like one can really grow and you know become um their best when it comes to their environment when it comes to life and you know just living a purposeful you know um just li- just just to be, just to be able to live purposefully you know you definitely want to just be able to have that self-check moment and just be like yo why am I really doing this do I really like doing this do I like working for this job am I just getting it for the money Am I doing this for a higher goal because I'm saving up to have my own business? So always make sure you have that why because that's what fuels you to keep going. So that's about it. Other than that, if you're in the DMV, holla at your boy. Chef T is here, still serving the people as we go. Nice. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Um, Baba Aziz, any conclusions from you there, sir? Appreciate everybody on the call. Um. God has deposited dreams and wishes in everybody for a reason. And uh, he gave you those dreams because he knew that you could not only make them come to fruition, but that he can guide you in that journey. Um, his word is a lamp for our feet, just like he says. And um, it's not necessarily about um, if we should do it, it's um, when we do it, right? Because when we actually choose to do it, we actually and choose to do it God's way, the results are God's results. Never lose track of who God says that you are. He says that you're fearfully and wonderfully made, that you're made in his image, that you are an heir to his throne, that you're more than a conqueror, that you are a lender and not a borrower. These are all attributes that were given to you from your creator. And he says that he knew you when he formed you in your mother's womb. I'll end with that he says that, and surely goodness and mercy shall follow you. You don't have to pursue anything. The things, the dreams, the visions, the goals that you have, are chasing you and all you have to do is trust his word and be willing and obedient and they'll all come to pass and so see you next time yes sir i'm so jb man sorry man i've been a little bit uh uh topsy-turvy just been up and up around i'm sorry at least i just gotta come back and give a close him uh usually i would do my question session but today i can't really do that right now since i'm in a I'm trapped in the traffic and heading somewhere so I want to be on the other side of the pendulum. I don't want to go through um, through God. I want to talk about street hustle. <laughs> so I feel like um, we we've come to a point where we have to um, we have to keep going out there and like Shannon and getting these papers. You know, even though everything starts and ends with God, but now it's time for us to put in some work and believe in ourselves and make this happen. I know earlier you talked about Steve, uh, Steve, Uncle Steve. And I told you, I don't really care what Wu thinks. I think he's a man of his words and he's still getting his money. And we can talk, but he's not going to change nothing from his bank account. He might lose some money, but at the end of the day, he's still going to make my money. So, 
hustle ambition, keep fighting, make this money, treat your woman or your girlfriend well, and let's get married, man. Thank you. Yeah, so guys said, let's get married. <laughs> it's basically, I wouldn't say anything different than what I said before, but uh, you know, simplicity, in my opinion, in life is the best type of you know life to live. Don't try to complicate things. Don't try to overthink things. Don't try to over like do things. Just yo, be, yo, just chill, bro. Just be simple. It doesn't matter if you're a woman or a man, bro. Like as long as you have that simple mindset, like everything's gonna be kosher. You get me? And that's 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 literally it. Y'all keep listening to the podcast, though. No, that's yes, sir. Man, appreciate y'all, man. Listen. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Heard my good peoples, man. Hope you know you can take a thing or two from this episode. You know what I'm saying? Um, shout out, man, shout out to the listeners, man. You who have listened all the way to the end, and you who, who keeps coming back and listening to Power Central Podcast, man. You're the real goat. You're the real goat. But yeah, man, as usual, you know this episode is sponsored by SITM Podcast. Go follow them on all streaming platforms and social platforms. SITM Podcast, and also while you're at it. Follow us on all social platforms at PwC Cash and subscribe to all streaming platforms at Palmer Central Podcast. And I got my good fellas today, Kalanar, um, Lord, Aziz, Tayo, I get a piece of mine when it's by my